Welcome listeners to another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love hosted by Richard Osler. My guest on today's podcast, joining me via Zoom, but from his home in Texas, is my friend Drew Young. Welcome to the podcast, Drew. Thank you, Richard. I am so grateful and honored for the opportunity. Um, We're going to talk about Drew's new book. Um, It's a terrific book. Um, But before I introduce the book and get Drew talking about his book and his work, just want to introduce Drew. Um, um, For those of you that follow our podcast may recognize Drew has been on the podcast before. He's been on episode 276, 325, and 419. And two of those three were talking about prior books he wrote. And I think the first one was talking about his personal story more. So if you haven't heard th- those podcasts after hearing this and you want to hear more about Drew, you could go back and check about those podcasts. But I'm going to read a little bit about Drew from um, about the author section of the latest book we're going to be discussing. Drew Young is a native of the East Coast, growing up in Connecticut and resides in Texas with his wife and two daughters. <laughs> his first book published in 2020, The Meaning of Your Mission, Lessons and Principles to Know You Are Enough, debuted at number one LDS bestseller on Amazon and continues to help individuals understand their worth in overcoming perfectionism. In addition, his second book, Stand Guard at the Door of Your Mind, released in 2021 and climbed to number one emotional success bestseller on Amazon and helps people increase their mental wellness. Drew is a certified professional coach and works to help individuals increase their mental wellness, overcome perfectionism, anxious tendencies, improve their scholastic professional performance, promote positive mindfulness in their lives, and recover from habitual drug use. Drew loves Jesus and sharing his light and hopes that those who follow him on social media will also find strength, hope, and peace. And you can get in touch with Drew on Instagram, Facebook, or send him an email to Young Band. Young Band. I can't. Uh, young. Young B. Andrew at gmail.com. Oh, there it is. Young B. Andrew. I knew it had a. at gmail.com. And listeners will link to um, Drew's Instagram, Facebook, and put that email in the show notes. So I asked Drew to come on the podcast because I saw, I followed Drew on social media. He's just, this really thoughtful guy um, helping us better connect with Jesus Christ. Um, your posts are often um, some of the most talked, you know, commented on posts and shared posts. And you've just, I think, hit a nerve in a good way with people wanting to come to Christ. And this book, is, listeners, is titled Wonderful Counselor, A God Who Will Help You Through Our Darkest Times. It's got a picture of Jesus on the front. So. I just asked Drew come on the podcast, spend about 30 minutes talking about his book or whatever he'd like to talk about. We'll link to his new book in the show notes. So if you'd like to check it out, it'll be in the show notes, this book called Wonderful Counselor. But welcome to the podcast book and uh, Drew, and tell us about your new book. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks again, Richard. I appreciate your platform and all the good you do to help people understand their worth and you know, come closer to who they are and who they can be. And it's such an honor to be with you, especially having come on uh, a couple other times before. But 
yeah, for anyone that that doesn't doesn't know who I am, I'm sure there's many out there who don't know who I am. Uh, I've I've been the recipient of amazing grace and wonderful blessings from our heavenly parents and Jesus Christ throughout my life. I've had my my fair share of struggles with anxiety and depression and um, different areas of suicide ideation and, and challenges and grief and loss throughout my life. And it, it always just comes back to Jesus and him being able to reach down and, and grab me from any terrible situation I'm in and teach me a wonderful lesson. So the, the premise of, of wonderful counselor is right along those lines that regardless of the, the challenges we face and the, the trials that, that come in our life, Jesus can turn them into triumphs and he can make the greatest test into the most beautiful testimony uh, that we'll, that we'll share with others. And so, yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such a pleasure to, to be on this platform and to talk about the most passionate subject in my life, which is Jesus Christ. It's great. One of the things I'm reminded, um, whenever Drew comes on, it's not theoretical, um, sort of, it's part of his personal journey that he vulnerably, vulnerably shares as part of his work in his prior books. So. Um, I'm drawn to your message because I I think you know him in a very authentic, practical way that helps other people connect with him because this is your lived experience. For, I, I don't want to say learning about Jesus from a theoretical standpoint is not mm. a good thing, but there's something about getting to know him in a personal way that you have. So keep talking about your book or whatever you'd like to talk about. Yeah, well, thank you, Richard. So. As I mentioned, I've 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 been through um, quite a few different uh, mental and emotional health challenges throughout my life, starting with separation anxiety when I was very young, probably starting at the age of four or five, and uh, that kind of plagued me numerous years throughout my my childhood and teenage years, and uh, experienced a few um, different levels of of bullying throughout those years and. Uh, eventually decided to serve a, a full-time mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and ended up coming home early from that that service uh, due to mental health and thereafter experienced what I call my hell years of really difficult dark days of uh, you know depression and anxiety and panic and medications and therapy and all those things that are associated with it and feeling like no one got it. No one could understand me. No one knew where I was coming from. And I was just in a really dark place for years. I'm 27 now. And I would say between the years of 19 and 23, there were very few days that I could look back and say I was genuinely happy. But in hindsight, those were the molding years where Jesus had me in his hands and was crafting me and molding me and shaping me and just basically telling me, don't give up, you know, keep going. You know, there's hope, there's happiness ahead, there's peace, there's joy. And so I've had the opportunity to be a recipient of so many wonderful counselors in my life uh, and writing 
two other books before this one and being able to be a coach and a speaker and a father and a husband and a friend. And, um, and this particular book was really born out of adversity. Uh, about two years ago, uh, I believe it was April of 2021, so about two and a half years ago, I was just kind of living my life, doing what I needed to do, working, trying to provide support my family. And I started feeling a little um, weird, a little tested in my mind. Uh, that kind of drew me back to my earlier days when I was kind of going through a lot of different medications. And I just knew something wasn't right. I'd been on a particular medication for about three years. And for anyone that's ever been on antidepressants or anything like that, you know that sometimes they they don't work effectively. They, they need to change sometimes. You don't know when that's going to be. And so I was feeling good. You know, life was life was going pretty well. My wife and I had a, a one and a half year old daughter at the time. Um, and all of a sudden I just started feeling more anxious, more panic, more um, despondent. And I didn't know what was going on. And it turned out that the medication that I was taking had failed in my brain and left me with this crater of, of pain and of uncertainty. And, um, this was just totally new territory that I wasn't familiar with. in you know, the last three or four years of my life. And, uh, so I had to kind of start from, from the beginning in terms of getting back in touch with the psychiatrist and going to therapy and, uh, trying to figure out what was going on. And I was reintroduced to myself from five years previously. And it was a really difficult time of life where um, I was just ill. I wasn't feeling good. And I, it was hard to function. It was hard to go to work. And it was hard to be a dad. And it was hard to be a spouse. And this lasted for about eight months. Um, and in November of that year, of November of 2021, I had kind of come to my my wits end, which I thought I never would be at that point again. Uh, and I got to the point where I I picked up the phone and I called the the suicide hotline, and it was just one of those moments where I knew like if I if I I'm at my wits end, I cannot do this any longer. I was just in so much pain from trying to figure out how to get my brain back to functioning well and functioning correctly. And thank goodness, thank you, Jesus, I was able to get past that instance. I was able to find the right medication for me and get back on a regimen of exercise and eating the right things and doing different holistic practices that got me in the right headspace. Uh, but it was in January of 2022, so almost a full year after this started happening, I was sitting outside. And I was kind of pondering and praying and uh, had my journal with me, just trying to figure out, you know, Heavenly Father, you've, you've taken me through these dark waters for a reason. You've, you've given me these challenges for a reason. I honestly believe that everyone goes through challenges of one kind or another in order to help someone else who's going to go through them in the future. And so I was thinking about these things and I knew I wanted to write another book. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to be about. I thought it was going to be, um, you know, something that catered more towards teenagers and going through different things. And 
I was just thinking about it and praying about it. And all of a sudden, as clear as day, uh, I had two words come to my mind and it was wonderful counselor. And I paused and I just wrote it down in my journal. I still have it to this day. And I thought to myself, that's it. That's what I need to do with my life. That's how I need to spend these next months. I went inside and I said to my wife, I said, I know what I'm going to write about. I said, the book is going to be called Wonderful Counselor. And it's going to be all about how Jesus counsels us through our darkest times. And so it's through these dark times that I've been able to learn and grow and um, write and speak and do all these things because Jesus has always had me and he's a, he has all of us, you know, he's, he's strengthening us. He's guiding us. He's forgiving us. He's blessing us. And he's trying to help us not to give up because he knows that there's so much hope in our future. And so that's the premise of kind of how this book came to be was through struggle and trial and difficulty. And, you know, I grew up, uh, as a Christian, I went to youth group and Sunday school and you know, thousands of hours of church services. And I never, ever recalled one person ever giving a sermon or a lesson on how Jesus is our wonderful counselor. You know, we refer to him in many other titles, the Prince of Peace and Savior and Redeemer and, you know, everlasting God and, you know, all these different things. But I never quite grasped the wonderful counselor. And so as someone who had been to years of therapy, as someone who had been to counselors and doctors, it just felt right that I was given this opportunity to write a message to those who need a counselor, someone who need who can guide them, someone who can take their hand and lead them and help them overcome the challenges that they face. So that's the premise of the book. Uh, it's it's just it's been such a pleasure to write it and be able to help people understand why Jesus really is the answer. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I still can't believe that it's, that it's here and that God's grace is, is good enough to lead me here. So I'm grateful. You have a wonderful vocabulary and a way of explaining things. And at the same time being really vulnerable, I think, you know, you're somebody that has gone through so much, um, but still you've gone through stuff and even to the point where you reached out to the suicide hotline and. I think that's good for everybody to hear in the sense that, you know, life is not linear and you just go through these difficult times and you write a couple books and you've kind of got it all figured out. Uh, sometimes you have continue to have really difficult things. And um, sometimes we look at people and think, well, they've been through the hard time. They're done. They seem to have, you know, everything in order. But behind that is still somebody going through hard times and it's sometimes not linear. And um, even though you understand, they're probably pretty self-aware of what's going on. It's happening again, but I love how you reached out for help. And um, then you, you talk about your mold, you have vocabulary. I wrote down your molding years um, <laughs> born out of adversity, this book. And so you, you model being vulnerable in a really appropriate, helpful way. And, um, it makes people want to listen to you, Drew, because they go, well, this guy's, this guy's pretty brave to share his own story. And I've got kind of difficult things going on in my life. And maybe there's something here that Drew can help me. I love 
counsel. And when you then, you know, talked about counselor, I love the words you said after that, he will take your hand and lead you. And, um, listeners, this has about 21 chapters that may make you think it's a 400 page book. It's about a hundred page book, but all these chapters are entitled, start with Jesus counseled those who, um, chapter 19 need a miracle. Chapter 20, Jesus counseled those who feel like failures. Chapter 17, Jesus counseled those who need to repent. Jesus counsels those whose fear it's too late. Um, this is a good one. Jesus counsel those who feel crushed. Um, mm. Jesus counsel those who feel isolated. So, um, you know, in a wounding world, a lot yeah. of us are really wounded. And um, I think sometimes we feel, well, we'll kind of figure this out and then we'll connect with Jesus. And mm. we don't want to burden him uh, mm. because he's, you know, we don't want to add to his burdens by taking, by having him take our hand and lead us. But I think what you teach is that Jesus paid the price and he wants to do that for each of us. And he, because he's a God, he's the capacity to do that. Yes. So talk, share, share more. Yeah. He, exactly what you were saying. I, he, he wants us to come to him. You know, he, he, he commands us, you know, come unto me, you know, all those who, you know, feel this and feel that and feel like they're struggling. One of my favorite scriptures is first Peter five and seven, which is cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I mean, that's just like, Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. It's one of my favorite scriptures throughout any of the standard works. And that's kind of the premise for who Jesus is. He wants us to cast. He wants us to give off what we're struggling with, our burdens, our sins, our insecurities, our vulnerabilities, because he's experienced those. He knows exactly what the feelings are like. He's, he knows, um, what, what challenges we have. And it was actually a really interesting experience I had, uh, a few nights ago, actually, I, I've tried to become more vulnerable (laughs) with heavenly father in my prayers um, which sounds interesting, but I feel like sometimes we kind of hold back. Like we don't want God to know like the really deep, maybe like a little sinful thoughts that we have or things like that. But I was just really honest uh, a few nights ago. And I just said, I've kind of been, you know, experiencing this and feeling this and, you know, having these types of thoughts and, you know, I don't feel good about them, but like, they just kind of keep coming back to mind. Like I'm human, you know, we all have these thoughts that come to mind sometimes that we're not proud of. And it was the coolest experience because after I'd kind of just let it all out, uh, I felt God kind of whispered to me, your feelings are valid. And I was like, oh my gosh, what an amazing response because I wasn't, you know, chastened right then and there for a no, you can't do that. Or that's really bad, bad, Drew, bad. Don't do that again. It was he met me where I was with compassion and with empathy. And it was your feelings are valid. And it wasn't saying that it was either right or wrong. It was letting me express what I needed to express as a good counselor does and validating what I was feeling and then giving me direction and guidance to make it better and to do better. And so that's really the premise of how Jesus is our wonderful counselor. And I, I'd love to actually to share this. This is from the, um, please do the, uh, I can't remember if it's from the intro or the, 
the first chapter of the book. It's 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 in the it's in the beginning stages, but I I wanted to to highlight what the definitions were of wonderful and counselor so that people kind of understood the premise of it. And so wonderful is defined as inspiring delight, pleasure, or admiration, extremely good and marvelous. Just like, oh, those words bring so much light. And then counselor is defined as a person trained to give guidance on personal, social, or psychological problems. And so that's really what this book and this message is about, regardless of if there was a book or not, Jesus is our wonderful counselor because we have someone available to us who is marvelous, who's extremely good, who is well-trained, perfectly trained to give us guidance and direction on problems we face in our lives. And I'm very clear too. I, I recognize that, you know, we can't just say, oh, Jesus saved me and I'm only going to rely on Jesus and not put in the other steps if we need to go to therapy, if we need to clean up our lives, if we need to exercise, if we need to take medication. That, that, that That's a holistic approach to life. We can't just throw up our hands and say, oh, no, Jesus is going to provide for my family, but I'm not going to work. You know, that's not that's not the premise. It's it's going to Jesus and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm giving my all and I need some counsel on this, which is why you mentioned in the chapters it's, it's, you know, it's, it's prescriptive. And the book isn't something that you start with page one and you read all the way to page 105 or whatever. Like you said, it's a, it's a shorter book. You can literally start at any chapter based on how you're feeling that day. And for some people, it may be, I'm feeling lonely today. Okay. Go to chapter seven, or I'm struggling with my self-esteem. Okay. Go to chapter 11 or, you know, I'm feeling discouraged. I just can't, I can't go on. All right. Go to chapter five. And you'll be able to read a story and read a scripture and learn from maybe one of my personal experiences or someone in scripture who's gone through hard things, and you'll be able to keep going one more day. And so my my main goal in life is to help people feel seen, heard, and understood. That's my main goal in life, no matter what I do behind every social media post, behind every devotional behind every podcast. I want people to feel seen, heard, and understood because there were years in my life where I didn't feel those things at all. And I pled, I was pleading with God, please give me someone that will help me feel seen, heard, and understood. And during those deepest, darkest moments, I didn't feel like God was listening. But as I mentioned, he was molding me he was strengthening me. He was the one that was helping me feel seen, heard, and understood. And he provided people that allowed me to have that outlook in my life. And so now, since I'm in a better place and have these opportunities, that's all I want people to feel. Because when people feel those things and they feel a sense of love and connection, and like someone gets it, it can literally save someone's life. And so the premise is the premise of all I do now, the premise of this book. The premise of all the messages I, I give is I want you to feel seen, heard, and understood because you're beautiful, because you deserve it, because you have someone who's going to be there for you no matter what. And it's just, it's been such a cool journey to be able to recognize how to be able to offer that help 
to people and just help people to just keep going. That's what I tell people all the time. Just keep going. Doesn't matter how fast, doesn't matter how slow, just keep going. I just moved every time I hear you speak. Uh, Talk about, here's a question that comes to mind. Um, You know Christ really well and Jesus really well. You're a life coach. You know therapy really well. What if a listener is sort of saying, how do I figure out, you know, when it's time to turn to therapy and when it's time to turn to Jesus and sort of find that balance? Because I think, you know, just some people, you know, just help us find balance and when it's time to turn to Jesus, when it's time to turn to therapist, and maybe we turn to both at the same time and it's a divide and conquer. Tackle that one for us, Drew. <laughs> yes, I, I love that question. Um, and it reminds me of the quote that um, we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. Um, that, that quote's been attributed to, to different people at different times. But I think first and foremost, we're spiritual beings. First and foremost, we have our DNA linked to heaven, and we have our DNA linked to divinity. And so I think God designed us for a specific purpose, and that is to turn to him. And we're, we're humbled at times to do that, but we're also, you know, in different circumstances where we turn to him willingly. And I, I truly believe that as just as, um, you know, when we put Jesus first in our lives, we're given the strength and the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom to know what to take care of in other aspects of our lives. I think Jesus is really good about being specific. And there may be times in our lives where when we turn to Jesus, he tells us, okay, this is the avenue you need to take or try this thing over here. I'm not saying we need to go into our rooms for hours on end and pray or read scripture uh, because I don't think that's I don't think that's the point. That's not the premise. I think having a relationship with Jesus as if you had a relationship with a loved one or a friend uh, is really the point because as we're trying to figure out our lives, as we're working, as we're going to school, as we're a parent, as we're a grandparent, as we're, you know, managing, maybe it's a a physical handicap or a mental disability or, you know, a wayward child while we're struggling with, you know, maybe a spiritual testimony, you know, we're, we're already trying to put in the work to try and figure out what we need to do. But I do believe that we have this connection to divinity and we have Jesus and we have, you know, scriptures and things like that so that they can elevate us beyond the, this world. And like you mentioned, this world can be a, a confusing place. It can be, I think you said, a place where we receive a lot of wounds. And so at times we're not going to know where to turn and we're going to need some guidance because, yeah, you're right. We could go see a doctor. We could go see a life coach. We could go buy a book at Barnes and Noble. You know, we could try the new exercise or diet or, you know, sometimes we just don't know where to start. And so I always tell people, start with Jesus. And then after that, he'll help you know exactly what next steps to take. Um, Listeners, I mean, with authors, I'm doing shorter podcasts these days just because the number of podcasts we're doing. So this will be shorter. Um, Oh, I'm tempted to just keep Drew talking because... 
Um, but we're going to kind of end this podcast. And um, But the purpose of this is to connect you with Drew's work um, and not to have him share the whole book on the podcast, but enough that hopefully you go, yeah, that's a book that really might be helpful for me or a podcast you'd share with someone so um, they could um, check out the book. I love where you talk about the chapters are kind of standalone. It doesn't sound overwhelming. I've got to read this whole book. I can just read a chapter or two and see what resonates with me. So it's, a, I think, a really practical, helpful book. Um, I, I'd love you to talk about anything that's on your mind, but I'd also love you to talk to somebody that's um, in a really dark spot right now. This might be you talking to your younger self or just a, a listener that's suicidal, might have a plan, just, you know, in a really tough spot, doesn't want to, maybe isn't sure that he or she should reach out and doesn't want to bother anybody, doesn't want to bother the the 988 suicide hotline, but is just kind of at the end of their rope. Um, what would you say to them? And I know you've had these conversations before. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. Um, while you were, while you were sharing that question, I was getting emotional just because it's something that is very close to my heart. Um, and what I would say to someone listening, who's in that circumstance, I would, I would just say four words and I'll, I'll, I'll expand on those four words, but we need you here. That's, that's, that's the premise. We need you here. We need your gifts. We need your light. The world would not be a better place without you. Uh, we often confuse our emotions for facts when we're in really dark times. And I've done that myself many times where I've thought no one would miss me. No one would think anything of my absence. Uh, there's no purpose. There's no plan for my life. And I've had all those thoughts and I recognize how difficult and crushing those thoughts can be. And I still remember the days when I would be on my floor at night weeping, just despondent and discouraged and hopeless because I felt like there was no future and no light for me. And so I, I completely understand. I would just say we need you here. And that there's there's hope and there's light ahead. And you can develop and you can keep going. And you always have someone who's going to be willing to talk to you. And you can reach out. Like you said, you can call a hotline. You can reach out to me. You can listen to this amazing podcast and learn from other people who have gone through similar experiences. But regardless, I, I truly believe that there's, there's someone who, who gets it. And if you're at the, if you're at the end of your rope, just keep going a little bit longer. Trust me, trust me, just keep going a little bit longer and, and you'll figure it out and you'll make it through. That was terrific. Um, anything else you'd just like to share in a closing segment that's on your mind or in your heart? Uh, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. I think, I think regardless of whether people decide to, to buy this book or not, it doesn't matter to me as much because my whole point in writing this in this book was honestly probably to strengthen my own testimony of Jesus. 
uh, and to see him in a new light. And for those who who pick up a copy or don't pick up a copy, I would just want to share that I know that that life can be really hard. I know there can be a lot of circumstances that make us feel like we don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, but I also know that we have someone who gets it and he gets us and he's there for us day or night, 24 seven. We don't need a cell phone to reach him. We don't need a Wi-Fi signal. We can just put up our arms or we can fold our arms or close our eyes or just go to a quiet place in our minds and say, Jesus, please help me. Please give me some strength to continue forward. And we'll receive that strength. I know it because he wants us here. He wants us to be happy. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. It's one of my favorite scriptures. God's plans for us are good to give us hope in a future. It's not for us to feel sad or burdened all the time. Those, I think those challenges and those experiences are necessary to grow us up and to teach us empathy and compassion and resilience. But at the end of the day, the destination that God has for us is hope and a good, bright future. So I, I know that to be true. And so just keep going and keep trying. And there's better, more joyful, brighter days ahead. Just keep going. Trust in your wonderful counselor. Trust in Jesus. He loves you and he'll always be there to take care of you and pick you up. Powerful stuff. Listeners, um, just some thoughts, even though this is Drew's time to share his story. But I, I, you know, I think I've thought a lot about how to find long-term self-worth. And for me, a lot of that can come in my relationship with Christ. And that instead of shifting, it's a lifelong journey. You need to feel external validation, you feel love and support. And that's a normal human need. But I know when I can feel internal validation because my relationship with Christ, I do better. Um, and then about that relationship, as Drew's been sharing, that's not a transactional relationship. So many things in life we earn to get into college, to get a promotion, um, even advancing up in church with ironic priesthood and young women's medallions. And there's so much transactional work we do in society that we might assume that to, to have the relationship Drew's talking about with Jesus requires a transaction. We have to do a bunch of work on our part before Christ will do the things that Christ, that Drew just outlined. And I, I probably believe that, but now I don't. I just believe that relationship is there because he's our elder brother and he loves us and he's paid the price to heal us, um, to use Drew's words, to be seen, heard, and understood. Um, our worth is set because we're children of divine parents who love us and um, Christ's ability to do the things Drew. So I think sometimes we think, well, I can't quite do what Drew's inviting me to do because, and we go on with this list of things. They might be things we've done wrong or, or regrets about life or the woundedness, and we just don't think we're worthy or um, qualify for the things that Drew has just shared with us. And that's just, to me, Satan is real. And one of the 
his biggest lies is just what I just said, is that somehow um, that relationship that grew to striving is earned. And it's not. It's just there. And that doesn't take personal progress off the table or growth. It just puts that relationship in a position of strength and say, yeah, I'm worthy of all the things Drew just said. And that Christ that Gru's talking about is my Christ. And I'm not adding to his burden if I do all the things um, that Drew says are available to us as mortal. He's our older brother. He's paid the price um, for all, not only sin, but for the woundedness of all. These chapters that Drew listed aren't sin chapters, Different 21 different types of sin. They're all the type of woundedness that goes with mortality that's not sin-related. And Christ wants to be there and help us be seen, heard, and understood. I'm in the show notes. We'll link to Drew's book. We'll drink his link to his email that I kind of botched at the top of the podcast. It'll be there in the end. We'll link to um, his Instagram, Facebook, and and you can also obviously check out his other books. Um, I want to just one more comment. I want to see if Drew has any last thoughts, but you are one of the best examples of this quote. I share maybe one out of every eight podcasts, the wounded healer. A minister's mm. service will not be perceived as authentic unless it comes from a heart wounded about the suffering about the suffering about which he speaks. The great illusion of leadership is can be think others can be led led out of the desert by someone who's never been there. And you are a wounded healer, Drew, and you're vulnerable about all the woundedness. But then you frame that up and it's molding and born out of adversity. And I think that's helpful for all of us. Mortality is wounding. <laughs> and I think it gives, I, I, I think then you can more, and this is me talking to listeners and people like myself who feel wounded at times, is we understand these deserts and we can authentically lead people. And maybe that's part of mortality is, is using our woundedness and the difficult chapters of our life to be able to give other people um, hope and healing. But I'll turn it back to you. If you've got any last comments, then we'll sign off. Oh, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I I appreciate your input and your testimony. And I, yeah, I might echo it 100%. I think we're, we go through the challenging things we go through, not as punishment and um, not because we have an elder brother or a God who wants to put us through hard things just because we, there's a purpose in the pain and uh, it's to grow us up and it's, it's to put us in a position so that we can be humble and rely on them and then pick others up along the way. I think we're all just walking each other home. We all want to go home eventually one day to a place of peace and love and joy. And that's why we're all doing this together. So we're all learning from each other. And I, I'm so grateful for that opportunity to learn from you and to be able to help all of uh, the people who are listening today just recognize that they have so much to offer. And so what a what an honor for me to to join you, Richard. I'm so grateful for the platform. And I just, I love all the things you're doing. Thank you, Drew Young. Um, we're here just walking each other home. What a powerful visual imagery. Um, I sometimes, I, you know, we talk about the covenant path and I like that, but there's some things that I worry a little bit is that, you know, I'm kind of on my path, Drew, you're on your path and it's kind of, I'll work out my salvation on my lane of the path. You work out yours. And 
it I don't think any church leader wants us to think like that, but I worry that it's sort of very individualistic, and I don't think it's like that. I think it's just what you said. Um, we are walking each other home on so I love that. We'll end with that powerful visual line. So <laughs> Drew Young and Richard Osler signing off on another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love. <laughs>